Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 60 of the Building Strength Podcast. I'm your host, Theo Lim, coming at you from this, on this beautiful Monday. It's 10 a.m. right now. I had the morning off, so I took that opportunity to sleep in a little bit, just till 8 a.m. or so. So, on today's episode, I'm going to talk all about kettlebells. I got a really great question from one of my friends about why I'm so obsessed with kettlebells. So, I answered him real quick on the Instagram DMs, but anytime a topic like this comes up and I have a lot of content to share regarding this topic, I turn it into a podcast. So if you guys ever ask me any questions, if you guys have ever have any big topics you want me to discuss, let me know. I'll make it happen. So before we jump into all the kettlebell talk, I promised you guys I would give you a an update on the nutrition because I know in April last month, I mentioned that I was tr- I was working on eating... 19 out of 21 quality meals per week. And so far over the last four weeks, I've done a pretty good job. I think most weeks I've hit 18 or 19 out of 21 really good meals, leaving me two or three meals every week where I can kind of have whatever I want. Um, Usually this has come in the form of a pizza or a couple donuts. You guys know the deal. So overall, it's been working really well for me. I'm simply using my Google Keep app, which I love. I love Google. I love Google Calendar. I love Google Keep, Google Sheets, Google Forms, everything Google. I use that. So I've just been tracking my food via a note keeping app and literally just writing down everything I ate. So, so far today, I just had two eggs and a little bit of steak, not a full meal, just something to kickstart my morning. I felt, I didn't feel quite awake yet when I initially started to record this. So I thought, okay, I need to go outside, take a short walk, get the blood flowing. And then I came in, I ate two eggs and some steak, and now I feel good to go. just had a sip of water right here already drank the coffee so so far the nutrition has been working really well for me i like i so i track it the whole week i just input whatever i eat Um, later i'm gonna have a poke bowl after that i'll probably eat rice ground beef and vegetables after my training And it just feels good. At the end of the week, I do a tally up of how many high quality meals I had, how many not so high quality meals I had, and then it gives me something to work off of for the next week. So enough of that. Just wanted to give you guys a quick update. So why kettlebells? You guys have seen, if you follow me on Instagram, I've been basically training with kettlebells for the last, it's been a while. It's been since September. I just looked earlier this morning. I was scrolling through. 
and it looks like day one of Simple and Sinister was in September 2018. So that was about, was it September, October? It's been about eight months now since I've been training with kettlebells. Made a lot of progress. I've learned a lot. So why kettlebells? Number one thing, it's the novelty of the kettlebells. It's the fun factor of being a beginner again, learning all these new moves, honing in technique. For me, this kind of stuff is, it's it's rewarding. It's rewarding to learn better technique. I, I look back on my videos from September and October compared to how I'm doing things now. I'm like, okay, there's actually been a lot of progress here both in terms of technique and of course, in terms of strength and conditioning. So the fun factor is there, the novelty of it is there. I love learning about the kettlebells, about the technique, about new kinds of new programs as well. And another thing I really like about it is that I can train pretty much anywhere now with very minimal equipment, especially with the summer coming up, I basically throw my, if I'm not sure what my schedule's like that day, if I'm not sure where I'm going to be able to train, I actually can throw a kettlebell into my car or two kettlebells into my car. And now it's summer. I anticipate I can pretty much train in a park. I can train in any parking lot. Really? I can train anywhere. So That'll be interesting. Look out for those videos of me uh, doing some kettlebell work in the parking lot or in the park. We'll see. So really, it's fun. It's new. There's a lot of learning. And after my after eight years, nine years of barbell training, this is really refreshing for me. And I guess I guess I wasn't. Um, enjoying the barbell stuff as much over the last few years may probably a combination of reasons maybe i wasn't exploring different ways to do things Um, maybe i was tired of the tweaks and strains that i kept getting due to possibly overuse or doing the same movements over and over again so it's just been really fun since september to now and I've made really awesome progress, not in just not in terms of just technique and strength, but I've made a lot of progress in my body composition and my nutrition. Like I feel like I've put on some quality muscle, and that's always been a tough thing for me. I've been putting on some quality muscle, especially in my upper body, which is what I'm looking for. And it's been good. And I attribute that to the fact that I'm having so much fun with the kettlebells, which makes me adhere to my program better, which then means that I'm more consistent in the gym. I'm getting in there more often, putting in high quality work. And because there's that fun factor there and there's all that positive feedback there of like having fun getting stronger, hitting new PRs, because once you've been training for a while, PRs are like, PRs are hard to come by. So because I've started something new, 
basically every week is a new PR. So it's fun to have that positive feedback as well. And I think this has all just gone hand in hand with, okay, you're doing all you're doing so great in the gym. Let's uh, let's match that effort with my nutrition. Let's match that effort with my sleep. And and I think everything's just coming together a little bit more. Nutrition has, as I've said over the last year, I've just been dialing in nutrition so much, and it just feels good. Sleep is something I'm still working on. I'm working on that a lot. It's still very tough for me, really just being an asshole about sleep. But this is the week for that. (laughs) So kettlebells, as I mentioned, I'm pretty much training strictly kettlebells, 99% of the time, kettlebells or body weight. I'm not doing that many moves. I'm doing kettlebell swings. I'm doing Turkish get-ups, I'm squatting, I'm snatching, I'm cleaning, and I'm pressing with the kettlebells. In terms of bodyweight movements, I'm doing a ton of pull-ups, I'm doing a ton of inverted rows for that upper back just to keep my shoulders happy and healthy. And all of this is really to build up to the Strong First certification in November. So initially it was in October, I was going to drive down to New York to do it, but Strong First as a company, they opened up a Toronto certification. So that's in November. If anyone's interested in that, check out the Strong First website. I'm going to link a bunch of stuff down below as well, because I've got a lot of links to share with you guys. So that's the, that's the main goal in November. There's a certification. Um, There's a physical aspect to the cert in which you need to pass certain um, lift requirements. So all of this training is really for that. It's May right now, so I've still got May, June, July, August, September, October. Six months of solid work ahead of me. So another thing, as I mentioned earlier learning a lot learning a lot right now not just about technique but ways to program not just kettlebells either so i've been getting i've been talking a lot about programming with a few of my clients with a few uh, prospective clients and it's been an interesting topic because at the end of the day is there really a best program for you i'm not sure it's I think at the end of the day, a lot of programs out there work. It's just a matter of sticking to it, making progress on them, learning about what you liked, what you didn't like, what worked well, what didn't work well. So the programming part has been huge because since I've started kettlebells, I've followed four different programs now. Well, three different programs and I just started a fourth Um, challenge I don't know if I'd call it a program but the first one was simple and sinister which I've talked about a lot it was just simply um, kettlebell swings and Turkish get-ups it's 10 sets of 10 on kettlebell swings and five sets of one Turkish get-up per side that was the workout at the time I did add pull-ups to the workout 
but really the workout was if you're just doing if you're just going to do the simple and sinister you can do it daily with an occasional day off so that's a really great program to dial in the swing technique and the turkish get up technique and i'm really happy i started with that one as always i feel like it is very important to find the right information because i could have gone out there and followed some random dude's kettlebell workout that had me cleaning and pressing and snatching from the get-go and those are more advanced movements i've learned that now but um so it was really again it was really good that i search out the right information you you have to be very diligent about the information you're looking up now because there's a lot of information out there on the internet right so i'm happy i found that book simple and sinister by pavel satsulin great program highly recommend the um the book kindle i think it's ten dollars i don't know how much the actual book is probably 20 or 30 but super worthwhile lots of technique um lots of technique in the book he goes over his preferred warm-ups for the book lots of training philosophy which i'm always a big fan of and then of course the program itself which is great so highly recommend that as a great um, jump off point to your kettlebell training after i kind of got bored of doing swings and turkish get-ups all the time there was a next program it was called rite of passage also by pavel it was a good program i only stuck with it for four weeks or so because i quickly realized that it was a bit too advanced for me as in i didn't quite have the i didn't really have my swing down quite yet i didn't really know how to clean and press a kettlebell i was kind of just doing it right so i did that for about four weeks and i quickly realized that okay this is a bit too advanced for me so i think it was around this time that in november or so so about two months in maybe december even i drove to montreal i did that strong first one day kettlebell course which was really helpful very enlightening it was a one day course there was one instructor luca he was great he taught us how to swing he taught us how to deadlift properly with the kettlebell taught us a bunch of kettlebell variations swing variations turkish get up squat and what i really went there for was the press so i seeked out some help because i knew my technique could use some refinement so i seeked out some help i attended the course i came back with a few new tools in my toolbox and i applied that to my training so when i came back i kept practicing with the simple and sinister i think i did a simple sinister rite of passage mix and then i realized i wanted to sign up for the strong first certification so there's actually a sfg that's what it's called strong first giryevik i think giryevik is like a kettlebell user in russian 
So SFG Prep, there's actually a program out there written by one of the Strong First instructors. It's a five-day program. It's supposed to prepare you perfectly for the certification. So again, I took on this program. I followed it for only about six weeks this time. And again, I kind of quickly realized that it was a bit too advanced for me. There were a lot of kettlebell complexes involving cleaning and pressing, snatching. There were two dedicated snatch days. And I quickly realized that I can't do this program because I don't even know how to snatch yet. So again, I took a step back. This is all. And of course, throughout this whole process, I followed the program to a T. I took lots of notes. I kind of understood like, okay, this is why this person has recommended this program. And this is why this would prepare you for the certification. So for example, the certification is three days. It's going to be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So for the prep program that one of the instructors put out, he had you working, he had you training on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three days in a row. And it was intensive because he wanted to you to get used to um, working hard for three days straight because the course, the certification is going to be intensive like that. So just getting used to your hands, getting beat up, getting the grip strength acclimated and the endurance. So throughout all of this, took lots of notes. I learned a lot of new ways to do things, whether it was the every minute on the minute work with the simple and sinister, whether it was the ladders from rite of passage. If you guys have worked with me in person, you guys know that sometimes I'll incorporate ladders into my training now. So for example, a ladder could be low reps or high reps. You, whatever you decide is kind of gonna, gonna determine what kind of training you're looking to do. So say you're looking to work on skills, a lower rep ladder will work very well for this. For example, let's take the single arm kettlebell press and we'll pair that up with the pull-ups. So we have our push and our pull um, pairing. So you take a good weight, say a weight you can do for five reps on the press. You do it for one rep only, just one clean rep and then you go and do pull-ups, one rep. You come back, take a short rest, you do two reps of each movement. Take a short rest, you do three reps of each movement. And then you repeat, start again at one. And of course, you can determine how many ladders you want to do, whether that's three rounds, four rounds, five rounds. Basically, the idea of these low rep ladders is to drill in technique because if you can do five reps with something, but you only do one, it's going to be quite easy, right? So the idea is that you get a chance to practice, practice your setup, practice your breathing, practice how you're moving your body, and you just, you simply get better at doing it. Then you do two reps. Again, it should still be fairly easy. And maybe by the time you do three reps, it's a little harder. So again, a lot of practice here. Because as they say at Strong First, as Pavel says, 
Strength is a skill and it must be practiced. So I've been using the ladders a lot. It's been very helpful. I've never ever heard of ladders before, before this, but now it's super applicable in my training, in my clients' trainings. I like to do it a lot for pull-ups. The body weight movements I've found have worked really well. Like if someone can do only five or six push-ups, the one, two, three ladder works great. And how can you progress a ladder? You can do, you can add a whole ladder to the next, the next time you do it, say this week you do three ladders of one, two, three. Next week you do four ladders. The one after that you do five. Or you can add reps. You can add, you can go one, two, three, one week. And next week you can go one, two, three, four. Or you can just bump up the reps. You can do two, three, five instead of one, two, three. So there are a lot of options here, lots of ways to progress. And of course, time is another big one. So say you leave all the reps the same, you do, you leave all the ladders the same, but you time yourself. So from week one, say you finish everything in 18 minutes. Week two, maybe you try to beat 18 minutes. Same weight, same reps, same everything. So in terms of following programs, this is what I'm always talking about. In terms of following programs, learning from them, follow them to a T. Whether that's for four weeks, that's for six weeks, whether it's a 12-week program, follow it to a T. See what you like, what you enjoy from doing those things. See if you can learn anything new, whether that's new ways to do stuff, new rep schemes, new rest periods, anything. There's so much potential out there, right? Which brings me to the program or the challenge that I'm doing right now. It's the 10,000 swing challenge. I'm doing this for the month of May. Basically, it's 20 days of training for the month of May. And every day it's 500 kettlebell swings. And then you superset this with a move of your choice. So right now I'm doing pull-ups, I'm doing presses, and I'm doing Turkish get-ups. So really I'm doing four moves for the month of May. I'm doing swings, press, Turkish get-up, and pull-ups. I'm not going to snatch, I'm not going to clean, I'm not going to squat too much this month. I'm not, although these things I need to learn and test, I'm not too concerned because the cert is still six months away. So right now I'm using this 10,000 swing challenge to really build my grip strength, build my posterior chain strength, hammies, glutes, low back, and of course my grip strength. Did I already say grip strength? <laughs> and the last thing is conditioning. I've, I'm only four days in, but I already feel my conditioning is better because the way you split up the 500 reps per day is you do it's a ladder ladder style just like I was talking about except this ladder is 10 reps then you rest 15 reps then you rest 25 reps rest and then 50 reps rest and then you start again at 10 so 10 15 25 50 totaling 100 swings so you do that five times 
So again, a huge learning experience for me. I've never really done 50 reps of anything for multiple sets. And now I see the value of it because for the set of 10 and 15, you can really focus on power and the 25 it's more, it's like, okay, how long can you sustain this power? So it starts to inch towards that endurance side of things. And then 50 reps is just straight endurance. Yesterday I was running late for something and I was still training. So on my last ladder, I decided, okay, I'm going to do a hundred reps straight. I did it. It wasn't, it actually wasn't too bad. If you asked me to do that on day one, I probably couldn't have done it. So it's crazy how fast your body adapts, of course, with proper nutrition, proper rest, proper stress management, but it's crazy how fast your body adapts. I've only done this four days. I've taken a couple days off in between as well. But um, today is going to be day five, and then I'm already a quarter of the way in. So looking forward to that. So in terms of kettlebells, in terms of training with them, again, I didn't pick up kettlebells and kind of like, I didn't start to make my own programs or anything like that. There are programs out there. You, there are programs out there that have been tried and true that work that have been put together by experts in the field who have years and years and years of experience. So just go out there, find something you gravitate towards, find something where you look at it and you're like, you know what? That looks fun and it looks challenging. I'm going to try that and keep a workout log, make notes and just learn from the experience. That's that's again, I was talking about program earlier. That's the biggest thing. Like I'm only in this position that I am in now because over the last 10 years, I've been following tried and true programs and by sticking with them, by progressing on them over a six to 12 week period of time, I've learned like, okay, these rep schemes with this kind of rest period works really well, or these exercise pairings work really well, or this kind of bodybuilding training, including a ton of drop sets and a lot of pump work. This works well for these kinds of clients. So there's always lots to learn. The learning, it never stops, right? So that's why the kettlebells, that's the main thing. Kettlebells have been so fun for me because of all the learning involved. So I have a question from some Instagram Q and A's. And the question was, what's the best way to learn how to snatch a kettlebell <laughs> that's funny so as i was saying earlier when i started that prep program the first day it was the snatch day i was like you know what i got this i don't no one's taught me how to snatch i haven't really looked up how to snatch and the first set that i did i think it was like five reps i did the five reps i put the kettlebell down and i was like I actually don't know how to snatch. So I'm <laughs> so I started YouTubing like how to how to snatch, how to snatch kettlebell strong first. Right? So how I can't really speak on the best way to learn how to snatch. Obviously the best way is to get a coach who knows how to snatch. 
um, or who knows their way around kettlebells. The other way, if you're like me and you feel pretty confident learning from videos or even from books, instruct like written instructions, there are resources out there, right? So YouTube, YouTube strong first. Um, and just read, read about how to do a kettlebell snatch. You, I find a combination of both written and video instructions is very helpful for me. And then of course, video your sets, analyze your sets, see what you can do better, keep drilling in mental cues. And at the start, it's, it's really just about practicing, learning the skill, getting good at it. So I hope that helps either find someone who can help you or YouTube, books that's always very helpful right so with that being said i think i've covered what i wanted to cover i hope i've done justice to the topic quick recap and i guess how can this apply to you how can this help you as i was saying i think one of those hidden benefits is that because it's so fun for me and it's so novel and you can actually still get stronger with the kettlebells and you can actually still get more jacked with the kettlebells because it's so fun for me i'm just sticking with it a lot better than say if you tried to get me to do a five day running program i probably won't show up for three or four days out of the five days simply because it's not something i would i currently look forward to it's not something that I want to do. So although it's important to do things you don't want to do, I think it's also important to know what you like to do and what you don't like to do. Because if you keep trying to force feed something you really don't enjoy, you're not going to show up. You're not going to put in the effort that you could put in. So that's really the biggest thing. It's new. It's fun. I'm learning a lot, I'm sticking with it, I'm showing up, I'm setting PRs, I'm getting stronger, I'm getting more jacked. And that's actually one of the reasons why I love kettlebells. From a very aesthetic standpoint, most kettlebell moves involve the upper body, just the nature of it. You're swinging the kettlebell, although it's a big lower body explosive movement, the fact that you're holding the kettlebell for a certain amount of time, your grip is working and your back is working. Even say a squat with a kettlebell because of the nature of the kettlebell, it's not like you can, you just putting a bar on your back and it's not, and it's just resting there, right? No, with the kettlebells, you have to rack them in front of you. And again, the shoulders are doing a tremendous amount of work. The core is doing a lot. The upper back's doing a lot. So from a very aesthetic bodybuilder, power builder um, viewpoint, the kettlebells have been really awesome for that. I've actually noticed like my, my arms have grown a lot and my arms have always been a weak point for me. So my biceps have actually grown. My shoulders are getting a little bigger. My upper back is getting there. So very happy about all that. And of course, all those pull-ups have been helping too, right? 
So again, I hope that helps. I hope that answers the questions. If you guys are interested in training with kettlebells, I'm going to link a bunch of things down below. And of course, if you ever want to work with me in person, if you live in Toronto, or if you, if you don't live in Toronto, or even if you do, you want to work with me online via online coaching, hit me up Instagram at theodore.lim or email me at theolim7 at gmail.com and I'll send you all the info on how we can get started. So as always, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate the feedback. If you think you know someone who could benefit from this information, please share the podcast with them. That would be super helpful. And if you haven't already, hit me up with a rating on iTunes, on Spotify, whatever it is you use to listen to podcast. Anything will help. Until next time, peace.